Hello and welcome to the second edition this week of Up at All Hours. We're trying something different. We interviewed a player and now we're doing a podcast of previews because said player that came on was having probably enough troubles trying to get his own team out without us depressing with our team. So anyway, I'm joined with Saffel Mitchell. Oh, we're going to get it right one day, won't we, Paul? One day we'll get it. It's Michael, isn't it? Saffel Michael, isn't Saffle it? Michael, that's yeah, so- <laughs> With my stupid, I always because I'm always so conscious of trying to get it right, I get it wrong. It's it's <laughs> terrible. And we've got Kevin Sweeney. I just want to make him feel better by getting his wrong as well. Kevin McSweeney, of course, <laughs> and Saf and Michael. Thank you both for joining me, and I do apologise. Um, I'm basically an idiot with a microphone. Right now, we're going to try. I was thinking about this all day, and I was thinking, how do we make this sound positive, upbeat, and Going forward, sound like we want to get everyone down to Fickley Jones on Saturday. Absolutely buzzing. Over you, Safa. You give it a go, see how we do it. We'll, we'll transfer it on to Kevin. I have nothing. Yeah, it's it's um it's hard because I know that the the uh, the last time I came on here and you I think we finished by saying what do we hope for this season? And um the the general thing was look going to be quite tough but it would be really nice to see a bunch of players that actually want to play for QPR and you know that that would be a big big you know start and then yeah your final pre-season game goes the way it does and it just immediately knocks you you know knocks you for six doesn't it it's really really difficult to take so um I must be honest I'll probably move over to to Kev for this one because I'm I'm struggling okay thanks Safra right uh I usually don't place a lot of store in pre-season games. They're about shape and fitness. But in the one before the last game, you're hoping to see something. And it was to do with the things that we were told we'd have, commitment and effort and that. And, yeah, Saturday was a bit of a blow in the solar plexus. Uh, Positives. I'm hoping, my hope was that this season would be a bit like the 99-2000 season, where we went into it thinking how you know, we must be one of the favourites for relegation. And then we had a really comfortable seat, a comfortable mid-table season where we fell away from challenging towards the playoffs. So, you know, you in your hopes, you hope, I'll put Little Smith a workout and to get more go- dykes to get more goals. And But then you have Saturday. So you've just got to believe that some things will work out. I mean, my normal hope for QPR for any season is quite simple for anyone who's been watching QPR for any length of time. I just hope the manager who starts the season ends the season. Yep. Next. So that's the that's always the wish. That's always my first okay. wish. Other teams, other people go, oh, I wanted to play us, all that. I just want to see the same manager. If we have the same manager for a whole season, we're usually calm. Warburton proved that. See, the, the thing I have, yeah, and his reward for high finish was a sack, um, which isn't the greatest incentive for anyone else taking over when you, you take it with Jones. So, well, it's like, well, we've got a new direction, but your man finished here on quite a low wage. Doesn't matter, we want to go higher and even less money. Um, you know, and he wouldn't play the youth team players. Why wouldn't you play the youth team players? Well, these youth team players here, play them. Uh, yeah, and they've all been given free transfers since then and paid off. So, it's it that makes I, I just 
oh, do you know what? I feel free enough because I go on Twitter and I see the abuse he gets. And, you know, I'm not going to tell people the right or wrong. I've got the right. But I say, give him a chance, you know. And then Oxford comes and you realise that he has been left with an absolute crock. Um, you know, 23, 24-year-olds who haven't been in the first team. As like Clint Hill said in the last podcast, you'd have 100 games under the belt. Um, they've been hiding in the building for three years. No one's seen or heard of them. Then all of a sudden, when the chips are down, we're, we're having to throw these players into games and they're not good enough. Um, you know, and it's not fair on them either because they're going to get... Like the two lads on Saturday got exposed to, to everything and they should be old enough to cope with that. I know they haven't got the, they haven't got the experience, they haven't played the games and I feel like like with Drew last season, he comes in in his mid-twenties to make his debut as a youth player and you think, this, this isn't right. I, I mean, think- is that harsh? I think what it is, it's really interesting because on the other side of the pitch for Oxford is uh, Kieran Brown, who I saw come through at Willstone and someone yeah. that's been to Cardiff, been to Livingston on loan and is now finally settled at a club getting first team football. No, so no, it's nice like, if you don't get those games, it's like everyone says, it's so important to get through your first hundred games in your early, you know, in your early 20s but the point is now managers seem a lot less brave to do it unless they have to do it because it's like oh there get me the sack but it's like either the problem it's a whole different problem to the first team in some ways either the problem is you need to downsize the footprint of the of the academy and just develop players from 18 years onwards and forget everything although you get a lot of money for grants for below and it doesn't actually cost you that money um, that much money as I understand it but are you just wasting your time from that point of view? But what you need is that the key aspect I've always felt about Ainsworth is he's got to get performances out of some players who haven't played well for 18 months consistently. They had a small six-week window last autumn. And apart from that, since early February, since early February 2022, they haven't played well. Now, can you get a tune out of these players? Can they actually perform consistently? Because that's what you're looking at. Can you get 10 points from every eight games? But then again, if you look at Safa the other way, where I'm looking at, like, you know, you know, you look at Jurg, you look at um, Aaron, they, they haven't played enough games. But they have, they've also been long stretches between when they've played. I mean, you're talking about 60 games have passed, 30 games have passed before they've been brought back in again. And then you see the likes of Hekelainen last season, who every manager was told was brilliant. Every manager tried him. And we should have just said to him, like, listen, you're wasting your time. The, the lad hasn't got it. Mm. And he was at the club for years. I mean, and as that's what, and this is what Ainsworth has, has walked into as well. Like all these youth team players that everyone's talked about being brilliant just haven't stood up. I mean, I, I don't want to be harsh. I don't want to single people out, but I wonder if that's eight years of Les hasn't really been as fruitful as. You might have hoped. I don't know. Maybe I'm being harsh. No, I, I agree. No, I was going to say, I agree completely. You know, I mean, I look at this weekend and I don't know whether I, I think they will be forced to have to bring Fox in because there's no one else to play centre-back. But, you know, probably the only one as it stands today, as we're speaking, that you'd say is going to go in there is Gubbins, you know, in, in probably, you know, in, and you look at that. And I funny, I looked just before I came on here today. He's played 12 games in two years. It's not enough. <laughs> and it's not, you know, he's 22 tomorrow, you know, so you look at that and you think at that time, you know, that development, you know, between 2022 and you played 12 league games, it's, um, 
yeah it's, it is it's really concerning and and you do kind of wonder I, I, the names just escaped me but we who was the boy that we let go i really liked him we got from liverpool his name's just totally gone up Connor Masterton. I always thought he did quite well when we when he when he came in. He looked a really decent player, and you look at them, and I think he to me of all of the youth ones. If you're talking about your Hammerlinens and your, I've actually thought he looked all right. He did mm. he fire when we loaned him out, and you know we've let that walk out the door. He would walk into the team now, you know. So it's um yeah you do you have to question the decisions, you know you you have to. Kevin. Opt Gubbins 12 games, though. Some of those will only be a few minutes. How many actual games has he played? I mean, oh, I yes, think sorry. in some ways it's a lot easier to give a midfield player or a forward player some time coming on from a coming on off a bench if you keep doing it consistently. It's kind of harder with a defender, but I can't help feeling that. You have to have a smaller squad because that's one thing we, we we've got to have. Our financial footprint, our financial footprint has got to be smaller. The only way we stop losing a load of money. And we've had too big a squad for how many times people have paid. You know, so from that point of view, it's but tough. Again, is, that things another, is, that, is that not another failure on the side of the football, the way it's been run, that we've had squads that have been too big and still haven't achieved? What they should yeah, have achieved. I well, it's, the problem is if you change managers, if you change managers quite a bit, you end up with bigger squads. So under Warburton That's time, true. they should have streamlined it. I mean, whoever gave Albert a two-year deal, no disrespect, but that was madness. That was that, well. He did he get that deal before Warburton left or after? Did he trigger a two-year deal? I don't know. It was but it just yeah. he played his last game we had at Swansea, and we thought that was his. Farewell, and then mm-hmm. they negotiated it after, and that Warburton left, didn't he? So it was after Warburton left for that. But, but also, Albert's one of the top earners, which I find quite staggering. And I don't mm-hmm. want to single people. I would listen these the wages that were leaked. If there's anything to go by, and he's and him and uh, Salter are at the top end of earners, and you're kind of thinking, wow, that's that's a lot. Even Kelman's on allegedly is on five k a week. Um. Mm-hmm. I imagine I he would be. He came from another club. He came from another club. So people to come from somewhere and they would, and they think he's a prospect. They're going to offer. They're going to offer wages. I don't know if those figures are true or not, but I'd always presumed that Albert was on five the in the bottom scale of five figures. No, look, it's they... just a plat. It's just a plat. It's just the. We do have to have a smaller squad because it doesn't make sense otherwise. That's one thing, but. The other problem they've got at the moment is a perfect storm. They've got some players who are lacking confidence. They've got some players who might be saying to their agent, is there any chance I can get out of here in this window? We've got one of our best players is out of contract next year in Sam Field. That's a worry. Right. So I don't know if, you know, Colbeck's come in, but is Field going to be there by the end of the window? Because QPR can't reject any any. No, no, everyone's up for sale. Everyone's up for sale. But the positivity is that if you have Colbert, if the midfield is a bit tough with Colbert, if if Little Smith is fit and and gets crosses in, with now with that added pace, it might make a dif- it might make a difference. We we've got a tough set of games starting off, but if we can just get some points and get to the first international break and find our breath and settle, it 
it might work out it might work out fine that's what you've got to look for i mean the thing is the only thing i mean if we go through the recruitment and we go through the, the team and we look at what happened to jimmy which is bloody awful on saturday i mean only jimmy dong could do that to himself and then try and get up and kick it out into touch and you know and it just shows you how light we are you know when you think that dickie diang chur and willick were going to be sold for millions which would in fairness then strengthen the development side of things with Les ramsey and so on where you could say i've got something to hang my hat on here We've, we've, we've made X amount of millions, but it's actually, we got less for um, Dickie than we paid for him, which then blows that one up. And Dieng went for a lot less than what we were told he would go for last year and why we were hanging out. And it's just kind of leaves everyone flat and you're kind of thinking, the only way the system at QPR works is if we can sell to be FFP and bring in and have... So I'm thinking, well, let's see these lads step up at the likes of Wimbledon and... Oxford, and it's, it's not their fault. They just haven't had enough games. Um, Colbeck hasn't had enough pre-season. I doubt he'll f- figure that out. Oh, he won't, he won't feature. But the what they were, where they were naive, was not 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 selling at the at start of the twenty-one season. You had to sell someone because that's what how your whole modus operandi works. In that you have to sell someone right. at the. He frigging pack that in. Because I'm having to go to dictionary to look things up. I'm not having it. So okay, so that's, how, fans, that's how your whole reasoning works. Yeah, I know. But the whole reasoning works. Hang on, we have to sell someone at a peak price yeah, to yeah. fund other purchases and to offset part of the losses. You have to do that. It might you take you take two step you take a step back, but then you'll take two forwards. And they they gambled and didn't do that, and they bought in some high earners. And they kept some other high earners in Lee Wallace. So it was just they gambled, they got it wrong, and suddenly your SA money goes and you've got a hard year because that money falls out this year in the winter. So it's going to be tough, but hang on, it could be, it would have been even worse with seven million less in the division below. So no, no. they start well, on nil, yeah. they start yeah, level. Sorry. It's just that. They got you. Just want to. It was the lack of commitment on Saturday that was the issue. But that that's the bit that you know Ainsworth gets so much criticism over the style of football and the way he wants to play. If there's one thing I would say, Ainsworth side would not have it's that, and that's what I cannot get my head around. How is that? How does a Gareth Ainsworth side collapse like that? I, I, and it's not just uh, last year. I kind of give a little bit of a pass on because. Uh, you know, it showed they weren't going to, even the magical Beal, we lost his last six games under him, continued that form under Critchley, who I still think is a decent manager. Disaster for QPR, but I still, I don't think he's a bad manager as it looks. And then obviously under Ainsworth, and you look and you think, wow, for all of that, we might not play the best football under Ainsworth, but I tell you, I thought they'd be committed. And to watch them, as I said, just die on the field like that, uh, it amazes me that that can happen. And then you start wondering what actually is going on. How is that? How does that happen on his watch? You know, but then, but then Safa, in, in what I said on Saturday was right. We could look right, look from the player's point of view, and let's give him an excuse. Jimmy Dunn gets a horrible injury, everyone else is thinking, Poor, and our squad isn't big enough for another defender to be lost, another midfielder to be lost. Another, well, we've only got one forward in Dykes, really. Let's be honest, Kilman. Mm. Um, so you can see a little bit that I've got to give him a Bible on that one, I'm going to be kind. But the thing that worried me is no one came out of the shell to grab the place. 
you know, Randall came on and, and didn't really sort of like, you're thinking like, he did okay at Wimbledon, you're thinking, okay. Came on Saturday and him and just, 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 just I couldn't believe what I was saying. It was like, they, they, they'd never played, they played, obviously played B together and Ensworth more or less said that, but they looked terrified. Kaká went into complete free fall um, and it's just, the whole team just looked like it was just shocked. Mm. And, and that that's the thing that I couldn't cope with, the shock on their faces when the second goal went in, because it was easy. I mean, there was so much room he could have built a house, a garden, and another base net and still finished it. You know what I mean? Like, it's that sort of bit is just a wee bit of pride sometimes, you know? And it worries me because I know Watford are dreadful. I mean, I went on a podcast, funny enough, I went on a, a podcast yesterday for Watford, and I just took the piss because I just couldn't be bothered to, to, to hammer them. Um, because... But they're more scared than we are because but I look at their squad and I'm thinking, my God, you know, the worst signing's probably um the one they got from West Brom, uh, the midfielder, uh Doug Livermore, whatever he's called. Oh, Doug yeah, Livermore. Yeah. Livermore, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean he'd been spent I suppose they had such a horrible time last year, they have no confidence in anyone who comes in. But the only thing we know about their manager is that, you know, they go on the front foot. So, so it'd be interesting to see. We have to have a decent attitude because he was the with the subs rules now. He's the manager that takes off the three forwards after sixty minutes. That's right. But then, will he be sacked after fifty? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so from that point of view, I can understand why Watford supporters would be. But it's just a question: Will can hopefully we we produce some attitude on Saturday? Well, see, the thing is, I mean, me and Safa, I mean, lucky old us, we're so special. I go on the internet and I see written about that meeting on Thursday. It was almost like it was like some kind of like secret bunker with everyone sold from the websites and the pods to go to these bunkers and come out and sing and dance about Gareth and everything like that. Which is a lot of our shade, really. It's just a few people who do things getting to go to talk to the manager and come like terrified. Um because the, the feeling that I got from him was, I don't know if you got to suffer, is he wants to return to the early Holloway um, era of backs against the wall. Yeah. You're playing Celtic on the, the Saturday. You've got three players on the Monday. You put a team together. And from that comes this immense unity of pride, passion and belief and the luckiness to play for the shirt. And from that, it's really backs against the wall. And I came with that meeting thinking, OK, I get where he's going. Then I see Jimmy Dunn get injured at Oxford, and then I'm thinking, oh, shit. I mean, what do you think, Safa? Yeah, then I, you, Kevin. I, I agree 100%, exactly what I took for it. The The thing is that, and I think this is the the difficult thing, is that we're that, that mentality and that thing works fantastic at Wigan, but QPR is a very, very different club, and our expectations are very different as well. You know, That's still, also true. still, you have people that complain about get a striker, get this, spy uh, this. That was and, me. Yeah, it was you. But you know, still, you have that that feeling about people that anything less than playoffs is a failure. So it's a very, very hard thing to build that kind of mentality to you know now to to what it was once upon a time. Very, very difficult. You know, and I think the other thing as well is it's it's particularly worse for us because. Over the last couple of years, we've had a taste of some really, really good football. And, you know, I am I always try to be on the opposite. Was I out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you think of how we started last year. Yeah, yeah, true. Absolutely unbelievable. And even in the Warburton, yeah. some of, some of the games. Yeah. In Eze. 
It well, we had a we had a year we had a we had a year of good football. It's just in two different seasons. Yeah, the problem and is the problem. If, you've, if you've had just permanent struggle through that period, you look and you think we, that's where we are. It's it's a relegation fight, but we've gone in the same season from some people thinking we're champions to playoffs to being the worst division, worst club in the country, bar none. It's a big, big swing. And you look at one hand and you see them perform in a particular way. Look at Chris Willock. Look at him at the start of last year. He looked like he could take on the world. I personally wouldn't start him now, you know, based on the way he played. I thought he was a disgrace. I know he's my favourite player, but that that big change is hard because a lot of people see on one hand a, a world beater and then you see, a, you know, somebody that frankly looks like he can't get out the door quick enough. So it's it's a big, big thing. And I think to get that feeling of oh, we're all fighting for the same thing, we're all going to, it's very difficult because the players don't look like it and that, that definitely transmits to the fans, doesn't it? Kevin? I think what it is is that if we look back to that Holloway time, We'd gone down to the bare bones of only four, five, well, six players. So it could be mm. built up again. So at the moment, you've got a mixture of players there at different situations in their careers. And it's whether they can buy into the fact, hang on, if we turn this around, you know, we'll get up table and I will look, you know, I'll get a better move than I would if I just don't play ball. It's that, it's that type of situation that you need to get That's people into true. the idea of this can be a platform for me to get going again. And it's that. I did worry that sometimes Gareth Ainsworth has this habit of talking people up and saying, oh, did he say Chris Willock was fitter than ever or something, the best fitness in ages? And Ben, you're sort of like, once you say that, then you're putting an unfair expectation on what people think because they remember what he's like when he's flying. And it's a question sometimes say less and just let th- let things unfold and let people see that things have improved. Okay, then look at the other side of this, Kevin. Is he saying that <laughs> to throw the mantle down to Chris Willock and say, this is the fittest you've been for ages. Now go and, go and be yourself. Go and prove that you are this great player. Is it psychological? Is it because... He's, he's a guy you've got to put your arm around. I think because mm. his confidence, he's when he when he's a hundred percent fit, he's flying his confidence. As soon as some, as soon as he's got an injury, because he's had doubts over things before coming back and that, then his confidence. Remember, last, was what game was it? He came on as a substitute last year. Was it Millwall that he came on as a substitute and then he starts pointing at his calf? I thought it was Sunderland or Sunderland. I was a, I was in South Africa. I remember watching and I'm thinking. Hang on, you know, we're used to Tyler Roberts doing that type of scenario. You could be right, but, Kevin. I can't remember it before, but yes. Yeah, sorry. but I, just from the point of view that mentally that time he was shot. And then he's been, been towards the end of the season, he was never really, he wasn't really featuring. He was on the bench, wasn't he? So I don't know. I just feel that Chris Willock's someone you've got to build up. But Kevin wasn't the only one doing that. Johansson was doing it. Um, oh, your handsome was, his Lard legs was were gone. His legs were yeah. totally gone. You know, it was it was a real sad sight. But that's the problem that if you buy a player of that type at that age, and he did play well for uh, so many months, and he did he was important at certain times. But it's very hard in the championship to keep turning that out once you get once you once you've got so many miles on the clock. Plus, you know, yeah, his, his head was going down a bit. Right, we've had we've had the inquest before the 
before the autopsy, um, we might win Saturday. We might go there, and this could all be a kind of this could be. Do you know what? You know this. This could be like the way people say we need ten Clint Hills or we need ten Jameckers. We need eleven Baldwicks because we need to have a cunning plan. We really do, and um, I'm just hoping that all this negativity is completely wasted. Watford plays shite for ten minutes. The fans get in their case. Stupid back pass goes off someone's arse. We go one nil up, and we just bury ourselves in the trenches. Could happen. We've, had enough to, we've won there at times when we didn't expect to win there in the past. You remember the four two at Christmas? We wouldn't have expected that. I never expect to win anywhere. But yes, and obviously there was the home win last year where we didn't expect, but we didn't and expect. The we had the away win, yeah, but in the away win, that was the time we were just starting to click. Yeah, but we're freaking strophers. Turns out that Mr. Luton fan hated their money, hated us. That was a, a case of who does Stroud hate the most in his <laughs> stupid decisions and who will actually win this game of football or will it just be a draw because he's such a twat? I was surprised Sorry. that the Watford goalie got a, a, quite a long extension, contract extension. Yeah, they're doing some very strange deals down there. I went through before the podcast because I'm off the cues of not doing research, especially in people who are joining his names. <laughs> Can you believe that, Safa? Really? No, I can't believe that. I know, mate. It's disgusting. The thing is, it's, I've got it. It's a mental block with me now. I even want to say, oh, it's Safa Mitchell. Michael, Michael Jesus. <laughs> anyway, um, and yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just, I'm scared. I'm apprehensive, but I can't wait for the season to start. What's wrong with me? Do you know what I mean? Well, I suppose the, the thing is, you've always got to believe that there's some positivity from someone. And you just, if we can pick, if we can surprise ourselves and pick up a few points, they'll gather, moment, they'll gather momentum. That's what they need. And especially, I mean, Cardiff away, I would never normally be too concerned about Cardiff away. But, you know, when it's, because we've won first home, their first home game there before easy enough. Yeah, but there's different Cardiff now, isn't it? I mean, everyone in this um, league is... It, it could go two ways. Everyone says, oh, it's going to be a hard league. And I say it myself, and then I think, we always think that, and then it's always shite. Well, I think the other, games are, the other games are... The other games in the first group are tough. I think Ipswich is a tough game because they're coming up full of confidence. And they got money. And Southampton, they've retained quite a lot. Mm. And... Then you've got Sunderland, who did well last year. So I think in some ways, the, the first couple of games are the better options to get points on board. But Safa, the other thing, Safa, I could ask you is, was it the most QPR thing ever to delay taking the pitch up, which means that we've now got to play four to five games away from home? Yeah. Is that just... Does yeah. that not sum up the thinking at the club sometimes? Like, who the fuck allowed that to happen? That. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I tell you, I personally, if ever there was a season we need to have a quite good start on or could do with a good start, it's probably this one. You know, it really is. I just, yeah, it does. I, I it was, I hope, I hope that with, in my opinion, and it's not being downbeat, it's not going to try and bring this round to in a positive way. Mm. But I think that team are 100% gets relegated next season. No doubt about it for me. But I do think Colbacks a really good signing. And I know a lot of people say about the age, and it's true, he's not, you know, a two-year deal, wrong end of 
what probably what we're looking at. But you know, I've thought about it. Derry was. I think Derry was on the brink. Was he thirty three? I think when we signed Derry, I'd have him. Yeah, but then you'd, you'd, you'd held and you'd back in. You'd held this in and you'd a wee fella called Adele. Mm. Um, and you'd you know, in terms of this team, Paul, I think you know. Last year, so many times I saw over and over again when we were getting massacred by whoever it was we were playing. You look out and there's no character at oh, all. Oh God, are you right? And Absolutely. he will have that, you know, and hopefully if we do get another experienced defender in, if nothing else, we'll have two players <laughs> that have got a bit of that. I think Begovic hopefully will bring that as well. And we definitely lacked that big time last year, you know, and oh. hopefully they're going to bring that. Kevin, if we bring... I agree him... with Col- I agree about Colback. He was a very good influence at Nottingham Forest. He's a leader. Yeah, my positivity is about January. You'll be sick of Shepherds Bush in January. We haven't. We're all the January is all home games because we're because yeah. of this away game. But then you've got the FA Cup that we're going to go out in. Yeah. And... Well, <laughs> if we can get, if we can get, if we can hit some form around them, we have four home games in the league in a row. Right. So that's the payback for this now. Watford away. But I would rather start our first home game. <laughs> Me too. I'd rather the, home game. <laughs> only in every team, right? Every team. In the league, prayers for a, a home start because it's hey, more. What about Bolton at home and Swansea at home in the no, Premiership? Yeah, I get all that. I get. No, that's <laughs> true. But I'm talking about things like for generating income. Don't forget, we're skint allegedly, but we are skint, um, and we need the money. We need to, and you kind of think maybe that would be the one game we could have actually a packed house because by the time we get the League Cup game out of the way and, and Ipswich, it might not be. Come to Rangers and enjoy yourself. Maybe come to Rangers. Be, that'd be. I would think that would now be a full house. Well, Ipswich. Well, yeah, because they'll they'll bring a lot. I suppose they'll bring a lot, and hopefully yeah. by then the uh, the weather will have improved. Don't be ridiculous. Like, you're not getting on again. The jet stream right. will. The jet stream will have allowed the high pressure to be over Shepherd's Bush. All right. Thanks, Mr. Fish. Anyway, right. Got, this is the one question that I, I do would be p- troublesome, right? And it's not where we're going to put Dizelle because that's 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 a question that no one's ever going to have an answer for. Where is the goal going to come from, Kevin, and then Safa? Right. Okay. You've got to believe that Little Smith will supply Dykes, and let's be honest, we need ten goals from Sinclair. Wow. That's the bottom line. We who else have we got up front? I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, does anyone think that someone's going to leave before the end of the window of one of our better players? So Sinclair's got to score scoring goals. He's got to get opportunities. You don't think Joe Willock? Can... I can't help feeling someone's going to go. I think it'd be Joe. So I think someone's going to go. My, my gut is it's going to be Sam Field because Colbach's come in and he's only got a year left okay. and he's one of our most sellable assets. And Sam Field is a hell of a player for any team. Uh, high West well, he's, know, he's been the one, he's been the success of all the, where they spent their money. He was the value. Well, yeah, because it was free. We know we had to pay something. I thought he was a free. Free transfer. Well, we would have had to pay some money because he came through West Brom anyway, so. Well, we probably went down to, I don't know, that the the place near the ground and everyone had a nice curry. I don't know. <laughs> What's that place it's called? Vine. Got, the Vine. Yeah, got 
that's great. I do. So this is what I'm doing now. I'm looking at away days and I'm thinking, right, Preston's got the finny bar. Not often you see your name in lights, literally. Um, so I like that. I like... But it's problem's midweek, though. Yeah, I know. But you still well, go. No, it's, it's, a good, it's a good week, uh, Saturday trip, West Brom. It is. And it, it, but then again, look at midweek. See, so you, you've already depressed me, Kev, because I'm thinking of the positive. So I'll probably still go to Plymouth. That's going to be... I know it's a week, midweek, and yeah... Yeah, I just worry. Oh, Safa, did you you didn't answer the question, did you? With the goals, carry on. Yeah, um, I'll tell you one thing. I don't been mentioned too much, but you know, I look at that team, and I, you know, if you're going to try and pick your, you know, your your Willicks and your chairs, I, I don't understand how you fit them into an Ainsworth side. Both of them are better coming off the left, in from what we've seen so far. Okay. I know he chair on the right against Oxford that doesn't work. I I think he's always better middle or to the left. Willicks the same. And Paul Smith, who I actually quite like, I think always yeah. thought, I was gutted we let go of him, to be honest, in the first place. I, I thought he was a, a really handy little player. From everything I've seen, he's better on the left as well. <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking, you know, and then Armstrong, it, it, again, more on the left-hand side from what, what you know, the, the bit we've seen. So I'm thinking, for me, I agree with you. I think chair will go. I think Willock will, compl- I think they've been trying to extend Willock's contract for about two years now. I don't think it was bid for him, love. Saf, that's a, that's the truth. Yeah, because if they had it done, he'd be gone. Yeah, but I agree. With you. But is he just holding out for a free next year? You know, but I look at it and I think with that, I, I'm not sure where the balance sits there in terms of actually, do we? We're, we're you know, the season starts on Saturday. Does anyone know what the team's actually really going to look like? Where everyone's playing? Is he going to go over Doma on the right? You know, I don't, I don't think he's. Well, I think most people. Well, we'll have hopes on whatever happens. <laughs> True, that's something. But you haven't, you know, you look and you think, I don't quite understand what, what this team looks like. Or how that's it's a good play. point, though, you know, Safa. That is a good point. Would, Ke- would the... Kenneth Powell move in the midfield? Well, again, that's the one on the defenders. left. Uh, yeah, we, you know, he said that, hasn't he, about Powell pushing more advanced. And I'm thinking, how many people are going to go on the left here, you know, if if, if, if you've got that? So I, I personally think that team, and that's why I do think one of them will go, be it chair. I don't think Willock will, but be it chair or Willock. Um, What's the French lad called again? I'm used to some names, as you know, Zafa. The one that came from Fulham, the kid from Fulham. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. But, but, but he, I, can play, he, can he can play, play left hand centre half, can't he? Yeah. So you, and if we get Cook in, which is a rumour as well, so you mm-hmm. could have Cook, him, and Fox. Then Fox is left hand. Let's just pick and play down the left hand side and just <laughs> hope for the best down the right. And then you look at the right. Okay. So you could play three centre half. So you could even, you could even play. Kaka is a right centre half, right hand side centre half. So you could play with three centre halves if we get Fox and Cooking or someone of that experience. And then you got your wing backs. I mean, I don't think Alba can do it anymore. I mean, no, I'm watching I watched Saturday, yeah. and you know his, his strength before was he would have two touches, go past the player, then whip it in. He's struggling to do that. So who do we then play on that forward right hand side? You know, it's. Yeah. I think yeah, the other thing as well, he said about, you know, Dykes getting better service. I agree with that completely. We don't play to his strengths. We haven't since the day he walked through the door. But you look and you think, do, do you associate Chris Willock, Ilias Chair with crossing? I don't. I view mm. cutting in and threading balls through. I don't look at neither of them are an out-and-out winger. None, chair can put a good ball in. But again, I think he's better on the, on the left-hand side. I don't. I don't think he's got the legs for it. And even Smith, I, again, I could be wrong. I, I don't associate them with being a traditional winger like an Ainsworth. I don't know. Smith can do it. There's a few. Is that called a filler with um, Silla? Was it Silla scored with Smith's cross? 
No, was that, that, was, uh, that was Cherry, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, it was, Wee Smith came on. Who played in that cross? Put the ball in, and it was it was it was banged in. It wasn't. He wasn't um, there at that time. Smith wasn't there at that time. Uh, I think no, that no, was Cherry. It was. It was I'm it? thinking maybe it was because it was a game Pavel scored in. And Smith came no, on. No, that's the two-two game. Yeah, the Silla game was the two-one game. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, anything that's not six nil at Fulham, I tend to roll into one. But yes. <laughs> um, I, can't, I can't remember who. I'm, that, that something strange score. tells me. Oh, I don't know. I can't remember who it was now. I know Pavel scored one, and he, everyone listening to this is going to go. You have a podcast. You can't remember this. You're a disgrace. I'm sure it's Cherry. I'm sure it's Cherry. I might be wrong. Well, well anyway, he can't cross it. And he played that for a team in Ireland that I refused to pronounce because I hate them. But he played he played wide for them and did quite well. I think he can. I just think he suffered from snobbery at the club because McLaren thought because he hadn't been to an academy, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't he was small, but he played Gaelic and he played in the Irish League. And let me tell you, both of them would, would destroy any academy player. Mm. Well, I was gonna say was though, but you gotta remember McLaren was responsible for messing up Manning and Bright SA Samuel. Yeah, that's true. You know, so from that point of view, he didn't do us any favours with them two because we effectively wasted a year. I mean... He did win at Nottingham Forest. That's the only thing I can ever give him credit for. So, like, defensively, we're still full-back, old-fashioned wing-backs. We're we're kind of scratching ahead. I don't see see it as... It's really hard. I don't know if it can be wing-backs because, again... What are you? What's what players are you using as your front four, so to speak? If you're going to have Colback and Field, you're not going to have wing backs. I mean, could you use Zell as a wing back? I don't. I don't. I, I don't stuff. I'm just. Don't you know, I'm just I don't. Here. I don't know what you. Maybe he needs to. Maybe he needs to spell out. Yeah, alone. You know, you can't live off that. One pass at Cardiff for too, so too much longer. That's true. It was a nice pass, little furnace. Uh, it's a brilliant pass, but you know, uh, slightly Brazilian about it. I just think. Do you, I just wonder that sort of like is he someone you take out of the out of the action for now and just bring him bring him back in under and build it up from the bench. Well, we've had you, there's no, there's not really many options, is there? I mean, you've got in centre midfield. Unless I'm missing any, what have we got? You've got field. You've got um, Colback, Duke McKenna, Dizelle. I'm not. Is there anyone else I'm missing? I've always quite liked Duke McKenna. Yeah, I do. I agree, but I don't know whether he's ready. You can throw him into into a. But again, he should like have more. He should have more games under his belt to make that. It's know, a couple of years since he played the Everton Cup game, so there's yeah, exactly. no reason why he can't be. He couldn't be in. He's a good player. Just... I liked him. But again, again, we're looking at whether he's good or not. You're looking at another player that's got two. Seasons in between games, do you know what I mean? They think that's for youth players. That's a nonsense. We that's got to be sorted out. That is ridiculous, you know. Um, but that's down to managers not to, not being prepared to put people in for certain periods of time and build them up. But then if the, but then said to say about Hakalainen, look how that went. Oh, he's a great player. Everybody he was just never. Um, he was when they both came in. First of all, I think it was against Sund- around the time of Sunderland in the League Cup, and they were both together at fullbacks either side. And Kakai always looked that much bit be- that bit better than him. And Hamalainen okay. never really. Imp- I don't remember him having a game where he thought oh, he's done really well. As Kakai's had some games where he's been really good. 
I mean, Kaká is just unfortunate because he's. I don't. I think he's more centre half on the on a three centre half on the right. That's where I think he is because he can. He will put his body in the way. But that's just my personal opinion. Whether that's championship level, I don't know. But that's where I see his position. I think that's probably it. It's like how, how many players do we? The problem is now: have we got enough good players for the championship? Well, you're scratching your nut, aren't you? We, we can't even decide who we're going to play as flipping wing backs or on the well, right hand side. Think, I don't, I don't I mean, see our, our team so far, back. Kevin, is a little bit left hand sided. You know what I'm saying? The right side is just a mess. Well, I'm left handed. That's not our problem. <laughs> <laughs> don't make it a QPR problem. So, okay, so right hand side, we've got to sort this out. Who does he play on Saturday if we don't sign anyone on the right? Who, where does our threat come from? Can Willick play there? I suppose that's that's the thing. For now, that's the type of thing that's going. That's just what's going to happen. And we saw on Saturday that Willock and Chair were both out wide. It didn't work. It didn't work. It, I know it. I know it didn't. I know it didn't work. I'm just trying. Mm. But then again, to... were they protecting themselves from injury? Then on Saturday they're going to go. Do you know what, lads? We've 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 that the Baldrick plan comes to fruition, right? We've, we've, we've lads. We've given a wee start here. We've we've lowered expectations. We've got booted a friendly, which I've never seen in my life, even at Rangers. Now we play properly, and then they turn into Pele and Maradona and just absolutely take the piss out of Watford. I must stop taking them fucking tablets. They're not working. No, that, but... that, that, that Estrella is stronger than I think. <laughs> You're not wrong, son. But I just, we've got to think something, haven't we? Like, we're going to have to wind the podcast up in a minute, and I'm just thinking we've got to at some point put a team together. So come on, who do we put on the right? Who, who can do a job on the right? Albert. Switch him, no. Um, Why can't we put Duke McKenna out there? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, have we got? Has he got anything to lose? I Nothing mean, to lose. So you could say, "Go on, son, make a name for yourself." God, that's when you know you're getting old. But you start saying, "Son, Jesus." I think it, that. I mean, Albert can't. You don't. You expect Albert to do cameo roles, don't you? Yeah, I mean, and, and kickups. Well, obviously kick-ups, but I mean, I don't... You have to, we have to clamp down on time-wasting now. I'm not sure how he's going to fit them in. Here, listen, before I end the podcast, I've got the new rules regarding what you can do on a bench. is hilarious. But anyway, um, yeah, okay. So right side, McKenna. That's it. We'll, we'll try him. And as a defensive right play, Kaká is a right-hand side centre-half. I don't think he's going to play three centre-halves of that well, if we can get, we'd be lucky to put two together and be a greedy, you know. But Fox has got to, well, Fox, Fox and Smith played today, they played yesterday, didn't they? Yeah, how well. So that means they're at least making the bench. Okay, so you've got Paul, left hand side. You've got Fox, left hand side. Um, well, Kaspar uh, has to go in there, though. They can go right hand side. And then you can. Um, it's Gubbins, isn't it? Or unless you get Steve Cook and he's fit enough to play, but oh, you drop Fieldy back. Yeah. Well, Field, then... Fields could go. Yeah, but then you haven't got Cole back at the moment yet. No, exactly. So then the thing is, is where's the where's the the lad from Fulham that we got, the French yeah. guy? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. He didn't play. He played. He played in Austria, didn't he? But he hasn't played over here. I don't think right. he's played over here. Um, oh, we forgot Richards. Oh, of course, yes. 
Yeah, well, well I, don't think well. Cindy's, I don't think Cindy's, Cindy's forgiven him for doing up his shoelaces at Rotherham, yeah? Oh, yeah, she got the right horse about that, didn't she? She was furious. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, you know, yeah, that was bad, to be fair. But then there was that that game just went completely in. There was, there was so many insane things happening during that game, I just forgot it was football. It was almost like a an under tens game somewhere. This stupidness that was going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know. Taylor, Taylor Richards. He's it's a strange one, isn't it? But he's got to get him playing. There's ability there. Oh God, you don't play. Was he at Man City for a while? So yeah, it's not go, that he has a similar grace of movement like Eze, and people naturally think it's lazy when it's not. It's just a grace of movement they have. Yeah, but then you got to find the rule for him, and he's struggling to find that. He's struggling to. Is he right footed by any chance? Do we know? Is it... Don't tell me he's left footed as well. Just... I think he. I think he is left footed, isn't he? I think he is as well. As I said, that he I was is. thinking. I think. But he don't... <laughs> I, he's he's a real frustration because well, you he's, can have you can have left footed people on the right hand side. Look at John Robertson used to be on the right and left hand side. And he was right footed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So you know, there's there's just. Taylor Richards, I don't know. Taylor Richards is going to be fascinating, you know. At the end of the season, he, he could be, he could be player of player of season, or he could be out of it well before that. I remember that. Gobsmacked. Hey? I would be gobsmacked if he plays a significant role this season. I really would. I would so keep... okay, lads. all I mean is he's got the ability. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. He's a brilliant. He's he's yeah, very talented. Right. Do you know what I'm going to do? So all this trying to put square holes and pegs and pegs and square holes. I'm going to ask both of you for a team for Saturday. I'm going to start with you, Safa. Give me a team for Saturday. Um, okay, so Begovic, Powell left. I think I do think you have to play Gubbins. I'm hoping Cook comes in, but assuming he doesn't, Fox and Gubbins, Kake right. Um, Willock, uh, yeah, Willock left. Um, Field and Dazelle, because I think that's his only chop option. And I think he, I would put Smith if he's fit. I'd just chuck him on the right because I, at least he's got legs. So that, and then chair off of off of Dykes. That's what I go for. Right. Go on, Kevin, destroy that argument. Say no, Safford, no. This is I what think, you do. I think I've come up with someone that I just think. Hang on, did they get thrown in the middle instead of Dazelle? What about Elijah Dixon Bonner? Is he good enough? Someone, one of, I think Duke McKenna, something has to change in midfield from last Saturday. You're asking a lot from kids in this game. Gubbins. Yeah, but Duke. the point is everyone had, to, everyone had to play, step up to big games sooner or later. Some, that okay. midfield wasn't right last week. It wasn't right last season. For the I Empire. know, but I'm just saying last week it looked particularly, particularly wrong. It was on balance, afraid. It was unbalanced, it was unhinged, and it was giving me nightmares. And I agree about I agree about I agree about Smith. If he's if he's if he's fit enough, start him or at least get half an hour out of him. And what's up with where's Sinclair? What's he up to? Well, I think the fear with Sinclair is that they just don't want to ask too much of him because he will 
run himself into the ground and it his. I know, good. but you've got five subs. Can you get can you get half an hour and they can't treat him with kid gloves you, forever? You wait till I ask you to do the freaking bench in the minute, guys. <laughs> you think <laughs> this is tough? <laughs> it's about to get a whole lot worse. Oh, no, no, okay. So go on. That'd be far too hard. I I think I wouldn't make that many. There isn't that many changes you can make from this team Sapham made. I just said that midfield was something I would play two up front. I'm happy with the idea of chair off chair off diet, and we I'd like Kelman the idea of getting some time off Armstrong. Do we give Kelman a go? I Kel, I don't mind the idea of Kelman. I don't mind the idea of Kelman playing. I just think midfield needs something. That Maybe a, Kelman. That's an enormous step up for Kelman. Enormous. He did. He played three games. Forty three games last year. For a team that got promoted, he scored seven goals in League Two. That's a yeah, big, big ask. But the only thing I'm saying is that we're so short up front, we do have to try different things. Yeah, and, per- and perhaps it could have that moment of Les Ferdinand against Chelsea, wasn't it? You know, when he sort of finds his, his scoring boots and he never stops. I, yeah, well, I think the yeah the one the, the game that really kicked him on there was Luton away. Oh yeah, that was the one. That was the one because he because that yeah you're right about the Chelsea game, but it was from Luton away he never looked back. But Luton away, I think they still had the way ban in there because I was there that game, and um, that was fun. It was fun. I I, I sadly right don't tell you but I actually lived in Luton and I find a lot of QPR fans happy to use my address to get tickets for that game. But anyhow, um, the funniest thing I remember was there was some guy smoking and he said, someone said to him, "You've got to stop smoking." He goes, "Well, I got to stop smoking." Some goes, "It's a wooden stand." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! Oh, you got to love football fans, haven't you? Um, right, okay, so. We're kind of putting a team together and we're kind of... Because I think Dykes is a good player. I don't know what he does for Scotland, but he's not a finisher in a month of Sundays. If you, if you get him the right type of cross, if you get the right balls, like Safa said, we never play to his strengths. Well, we never played anyone's strength. The ball goes to the fucking... You're more likely to get one on your nut and your bovel than you are to the, the, the work their goalkeeper at corners. And we did ask... I mean, well, he scores, he scores the harder ones. Look at the one at West Brom. That was superb. That's that's the problem though, isn't it? It's the it's the it's when he's given the time to the instinctive stuff he's unbelievable with, but it's the it's when he <laughs> saying that that comes from a cross wide right from chair, wouldn't it? That, yep. that I mean, chair. If we don't sell chair, Willick and Richards, they've all got to step up. But it's a good thing about Duke. It's a good thing about Goblin. I'm, I'm not sure about Goblin. I mean, I'm, I'm I'd like to see because nothing would give me more pleasure than these lads that actually take the chance, embrace it and make a go of it. And then we could turn around and say, there's a legacy there. Thank God for that. I didn't see this. Brilliant. Well done to all the youth development people. We've now got a solution. The way it looks to me is that we're just not really believing that. And we're not all stupid. You know, we're not I think all the, point, the difference is that when we first started going football, if someone came in and got a place, they could keep their place. Right. Get a running game. And, you know, because that's how, look at Alan McDonald, Warren Neal, Ian Dawes. They all, if they got in, they kept their place. Peter Hucker, there was no doubts. So yeah, the thing is, now managers don't, tr- don't generally trust players enough. You need a run of games. You can't mm. be in and out, otherwise you don't develop. 
Yeah, but then again, saying that, I mean, I know people make their international debuts at 23, 24, and exit, but you don't make your first team debut from youth team in your 20s. If you're doing that, something's wrong. It has to be. Yeah. The system's wrong. Definitely. But it's, 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 usually because you've had turnover of managers and they haven't seen them come, they haven't seen them develop and pick, pick through. So then they, they think, hang on, I've come in here. I can't trust these kids with my job. Yeah, but they don't trust themselves. I mean, the thing is, I mean, you know, like, listen, one thing I've got to talk about quickly before I go, because um, I want to go to the pub, because quite frankly, you've depressed me. I need to go and get some. No, no. Um, and no, I, I'm just off to the pub. Don't worry, it'll be fine. Mitt's waiting there for me. He'd be grand. He, I'm always late anyway. Everyone knows this. Um, interesting bit last week, Kevin, where we're asking for investment. Should that worry people, or is that just... Fernandez is gone. Well, okay, there's two, there's two things here. Investment doesn't make any difference to FFP. Right. So the thing is, is this all tied to the TB deal that kicks in down the line? Because that involves streaming. Are they looking, I don't know, thinking they can get a type of audience in America or somewhere like that? Is this to do with ground development? It's got to be to do, it's got to do with something strategic. Otherwise, it doesn't. Otherwise, it doesn't. Like I say, it doesn't affect FFP. It's got to do with strategic uh, revenue streams. Obviously, Richard Riley doesn't have a digital footprint that we can find out anything about, no. and he it's owns fourteen like percent. So we're not sugar. we're not really told anything. There's the, still not the, been any clarity on the Fernandez share, has there? No, that'll come out mm. in due time, I guess, at Company's House. Yeah. But does it mean we're technically up for sale, though? That's what I was worried about. Well, they need, they need, uh, they maybe there is, they think they, they need new investment. But the point is, there's a lot of Americans buying English. Look, Birmingham was bought by an American recently, weren't they? So but the point is, they're looking at the championship and thinking, hang on, they might have spoken to some sports brokers or some company like that saying, can you put, put the word out that you know we're interested in investment I, I just think it's linked to the tv deal i can't see no other reason for it Safa? yeah it's, a, it's an interesting i personally thought that that um richard riley my guess is that he bought fernandez share but just pure i don't understand why he's come in and kept such a low profile um so we'll see i think on the other question as well that kind of needs answers is in terms of you know the direction we're going in at the moment we've we obviously les has gone you know that we're apparently getting a, a another director of football in you know but ainsworth's kind of suggests he doesn't know anything about what's happening with that at all so it seems to be he's the one that's running the transfers at the moment and they're his players what you know what, what what's the direction with that i i find that it it's just unbelievable that after this long of having a particular setup where there were still not any answers, even when Les left, I st- there was still a, n- nobody knew was he getting the players, was he not? You know, and then you kind of now he's gone. We're apparently getting another director of football in. Season starts Saturday, and I presume Ainsworth's running the ship in terms of recruitment, which is fine. But I just it, it's it's constantly changing, isn't it? We that that direction and our our plan it 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 just changes every five minutes. It's very very hard to keep track of. And then yeah, you throw in the fact that the owners might change in amongst all of that as well. It's it's it is chaotic. It looks chaotic from the outside and the 
yeah, the results on the pitch have um, kind of reflected that, I think, in many ways, haven't they? But would we I have to be right, any different? Man. I think so stuff is right there about the director of football situation because we had a situation where we have a director of football and then it felt too many times it was whatever the manager wants, the manager gets. Now we don't have a director of football. And you wonder why that wasn't planned better that a director of football, the changeover didn't, why did the changeover, to, why did Les leaving take so long to happen during the close season? Because that was, that's detrimental. So from that point of view, we're back now to what the manager get, wants the manager gets, which isn't, it's not really the model we should be uh, aiming at. But it also says that when they then, are they in limbo over the director of football model? Because then, well, you know, surely if Les was having conversations, a business would then seek a, a replacement and go, okay, Les is going, we need to phone Steve Gallen or we need to phone this guy up or that guy up or Steve Gallen again or maybe Steve Gallen or bring in Steve Gallen. They've outsourced you know? it. They've outsourced the recruitment. Yeah. To a very, apparently, uh, well-respected uh, headhunters. So they apparently that's what they that's what they've done. Because you can't remember our our board our board knows the square root and naught about football. So from that point from that point of view, you know, outsourcing that appointment. So if you outsource it, does it does it take longer? It's a bit like the pitch. It's a bit like the pitch. The timing of things has gone awry. Okay. That's true. But I would have thought if you I mean they've been at the club for well, a number of years now. I mean, Les there for eight years. They've been there for a bit longer. So they know football and they had a quick baptism. So surely they've learned that if you're going to replace... I mean, we again, replacing Holloway with McLaren, but McLaren was there all season, you know. And then, you know, getting rid of Warburton at a golf day when you're still at the season to go um, wasn't particularly clever. So yeah, making... I, I, I did wonder at that. I mean, that was, yeah, but that was awful how that came out, how that was handled, was terribly disrespectful. I thought so. Well, you like what and, you know, questions way. from that moment on, you're questioning, you're questioning judgments at that stage because that looks, that looks awful. You know, there's too many things like that that make that concern you. But if they've outsourced it to people who are well respected in doing the process for these roles, that's fine, but what's the time frame? And also, please, God is not how you up in charge. Yeah, I often look back on that day. It was brilliant, but geez, why hey, didn't they just pay him this? off straight away after the final whistle? How about God, this? Sir. Literally, just now, right this second, Steve Gallon's left Charlton. There you go. Ah, there you Man. go. And I was, I was saying director of football Steve Gallon in a jokey way but I'd be happy with that he knows what he's well, doing he's, got, he's done the job at Ch- he's done the job at Charlton it's interesting because Charlton I mean they've had a change of they've had a change of ownership but they've been making some very good signings for that division so interesting one, though, very interesting we'll have to watch that space yeah well very. I think right and that's, that's a positivity yeah, Steve Gallon. I always say he was hard done by anyway, the way he got through it, as usual, QPR. Steve's a good yeah, lad. Yeah, no, there, there was definitely that at that, there was definitely that at that time, but that, you know, those those times were strange enough. Jesus, well, listen, I'm going to go because I'm off to the pub, but um, predictions Enjoy. for Saturday. Yeah, well, what predictions? Uh, you know them Do things I have to we predict? 
I think we're loose. He's not coming back. Um, <laughs> well, no, I, this, this is this is this is new honesty. No, I think we're loose. Safa. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, you've started something here. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, two 0 Watford probably. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to buck a trend here. I'm going for a nil nil. That would well, that, that, that would probably be the most sensational result of all. <laughs> I, I reckon what's going to happen is they're going to be they're going to start off so shy. The their fans, the sports little so and so's are going to get on their back very early doors, and um, because they're still suffering that Premiership hangover, um, and we will just we'll drag them down to our level, and then we might even sneak it. Who knows? But yeah, if we try, he, he's a very cautious manager anyway, and then he goes he goes for it in the. As you say, Kevin, in about sixty or seventy minutes. No, no, he, he, what he does, yeah, he he changes the subs, he changes the forwards, and goes for however it. However many he's playing of them up front, they're three of the substitutions. I think he played four ones up front for West Brom. I have that. In my, I was watching the game on Sky, and I'm pretty sure he brought on four forwards at West Brom once, and I was like, Jesus, that's mad. That's when West Brom could afford four forwards. Uh, this is it well listen I think Safa and Kevin you've been brilliant as always and I'm pleased I got you on and I feel that it's been a bit of a therapeutic session this Um, and we can now look forward to get you and listen just get yourself to to Victory Georgia Saturday do your best and pray pray for everything that can happen that's wonderful and fear the worst I think that's the way I'm going well by the weather it might get abandoned That'll do. Um, <laughs> I'll take no, that. No, no, yeah, the, the level looks a bit iffy, that's all. No, we'll take that. Well, listen, lads, take care. Thanks for joining us and thanks for listening to Open All Ours. Hopefully, next week we'll be talking about the miracle at Fickridge Road and how we hammered Elton's boys. And um, yes, um, but I'll take nil nil. No, thank you very much. And thank you for listening. <laughs> and thank you, Safa. And thank you, Kevin. You've been listening to Open All Ours. Please keep supporting us during the season. 